Welcome back to the Jambos Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Schwimmer, and I'm joined by my good friend and casual sports better, Mr. Robbie Castro. Schwim, great to be here again. And man, last night, just in Fuego, going 2-0 in those free picks. But uh, more importantly about the show, how did Jambos end up doing? Ah, it was a tough luck day. We went, ended up going six and six. Oh. Probably should have been eight and four, seven and five. It included a loss in Grambling, Mississippi Valley State. They, Mississippi Valley State made their final four three point shots in practically garbage time to cover. Oh man, that's 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 gambling for you. But you're right. Our podcast picks did go two and zero, oh, two big blowouts. Yeah, that was really great to see. You know, UVA just shot lights out, going eighteen to twenty five from three. Uh, highly unsustainable, but if they can keep on doing that in the tournament, they're going to be a tough out. And then Texas Tech, man, I mean, that, that play was just, that was that was night-night after halftime. And then, but I just really have never seen UVA shoot the ball like they did last night. And Ty Jerome was even pulling up from half court, man. I mean, it was unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. As you said, totally unsustainable. But it, hey, it was fun to watch for a game. Yeah, well, hey, man, that really does suck about Crambling State. <laughs> nah, these things. These things happen, but hey, enough about that. It's Super Tuesday, and Jambos has 11 picks on our website, www.jambospicks.com, for our subscribers to see. We are going to break down two of those pick recommendations on the podcast today. I mean, I'm fired up. Where are we starting today? We're going to start out in Tallahassee, my wife's alma mater, as Florida State takes on Virginia Tech. Florida State's a a four-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under is 135-and-a-half. At Jambos, is there a wife factor in this model? (laughs) No, but there probably (laughs) should be. Uh, it's funny. Anytime I release a pick against Florida State, she doesn't even talk to me until the game's over. <laughs> Shun City for you. <laughs> well, it is unfortunately for me, but hey, fortunately for our subscribers and listeners, we listen to the statistics and the stats say Virginia Tech is the play tonight. Oh, man. Already put yourself in the doghouse early. Uh, it is what it is, but both of these teams have a lot of statistical similarities. They are both great at getting to the line, both great at keeping opposing teams off the line. They both rebound the ball well, especially on the defensive end, and neither of them turn the ball over a lot. So The big difference that Jambos looks at in this game is the ability to force turnovers and the three-point shooting. Virginia Tech is the second in the ACC behind Syracuse in forcing turnovers, while Florida State is ninth. Virginia Tech is also shooting 40% from three this season, while Florida State is shooting just 33.5%. Right, so so basically what you're saying is that Virginia Tech will end up taking more shots than Florida State just because of the turnovers they force, um, and also being a great three-point shooting team, but they'll also be able to convert on those extra chances because of their three-point shooting attack? That is exactly what the model is saying. Okay. Well, I can understand that, but what I really don't understand is how you're going against FSU at home when they've only lost one game, and that was at Duke on a crazy buzzer beater. Um, you know, obviously we're winning the whole entire game, and then um, each one of their starters plays significantly better at home than on the road, just from what I've seen. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm just really curious to see what else you've got behind these. Well, we definitely take home court advantage into account, but it's also looked good to look on the other side. Virginia Tech has only lost three road games since December 1st, and two of those were on the road at UVA and at North Carolina. I've seen this Florida State team play, and uh, Mifondu Kevin Jelly especially excels at home, and he he's a guy, he's, a six, he's the best sixth man in the country, let's put it this way. He doesn't start, uh, but he really seems to feed off the energy of the crowd. I mean, how is Virginia Tech going to really stop this guy? Well, first off, the best way to silence a crowd is by making three-point shots, and Virginia Tech can do that with the best of them. But secondly, Kevin Jelly versus Kerry Blackshear, that matchup will be the matchup that decides the game. Our model is telling us that if Carrie Blackshear pay, plays 35 minutes or more, what she usually does, 
Virginia Tech should actually win this game. But if he plays 25 minutes or less, it really could be a Florida State blowout. Yeah, that really is a lot easier said than done. And, and even Kevin Jelly is one of the best bigs in the country at getting people to commit fouls. Um, he certainly is. But the probabilities indicate that Blackshear getting in foul trouble is less likely than him staying away from foul trouble at Jambos. We play the probabilities, and we're going with Virginia Tech. Great. That sounds good to me, then. I'll be on Virginia Tech plus four and a half and maybe sprinkle a little money line as well. What's the next game you guys want to give the listeners? Let's head to the Big Ten, where Purdue is a four and a half point favorite on the road versus Minnesota, and the over-under is 139 and a half. Wait, Purdue's only a four and a half point favorite? I think when we did the show, that line jumped to like nine. That's, that's crazy. It seems really low to me. Well, we actually think that line is pretty accurate. How, though? Purdue's won 13 of their last 14, while Minnesota's lost six of their last eight. While, while that is all true, Minnesota has gone through a hellacious schedule and played most of those games on the road. In Big Ten play, they're 5-3 and three at home, with the only losses being to Michigan, Wisconsin, and Maryland. Again, I'm not saying we like Minnesota, but I'm also not saying we like Purdue. Okay, so then what are you on? Jambos is on the over 139.5. Oh, I, I do like that. Matt Painter has this team firing on all cylinders offensively. Purdue has by far the best offense in the Big Ten and is number four nationally, according to Jambos. Meanwhile, Minnesota is the sixth best offense in the conference, and both teams are playing better offensively than defensively. But last time they played, the score was 73-63, so that total was only 136. Well, that is true, but Jambos thinks that game should have been almost 150 points. It's all about expected points in that game, and Minnesota was 2 for 16 from 3, and Purdue was 5 for 24 from 3. That's a combined 8 for 40, good for 20%. Just as we said earlier in the show, the UVA hot shooting is unsustainable. This poor shooting is also unsustainable and very unlikely to continue. Ooh, very interesting. So what other factors led you to this over? Well, rebounding, rebounding, rebounding. Purdue's rebounding is very strange. They have the largest discrepancy among all 353 Division I teams in the Jambos proprietary offensive and defensive rebounding efficiency metric. They are one of the best teams in the country in offensive rebounding, and they are a below-average defensive rebounding team. Additionally, Minnesota is a much better offensive rebounding team than they are defensive. Well, so more offensive rebounds create more second and third chance opportunities, which should lead to more points, okay? Um, also, you really didn't need to convince me on that over. I, I always love taking overs in games where Carson Edwards is playing. I mean, guy's been unreal. 25 points per game. Um, he, he was unbelievable last year. All Big Ten this year. Wooden award finalist. I mean, is there anything this guy can't do? Well, Carson Edwards has been great. But I am going to get a little nitpicky. I would like to see him get Ryan Klein a little bit more involved. Sometimes Carson gets into that take over the world, Russell Westbrook mentality. And instead, he should be looking up to set up Klein, who's been deadly from three-point land. Absolutely. He's been awesome. Plus, Purdue's got a guy, 7'4", Matt Harms, who's been just a juggernaut down low. Uh, and then you also... Talk about Jordan Murphy, who had 32 points and 15 boards against Northwestern. Uh, there's some great offensive-minded players in this game. I'm feeling you. I, I, I feel really great about these picks. I, I am as well. I really am. I think we've got hopefully two more picks for our listeners today, two more winners, and, uh, and that's it. That wraps up our show for today. As I mentioned, Jambos has 11 total picks on our website, jambospicks.com, for our subscribers. You can catch us tomorrow at the same time. Good luck, and may the Jambos be with you.